Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. Welcome to the second episode of our series on school-based action research, where we chat to teachers on the ground about the process of action research and the impact it has made on their school. Today, I'm with Nikki Ehrlich from Campbell's Bay School in New Zealand. Three years ago, Nikki and her colleagues started a collaborative project called Modern Maths, where in an innovative learning environment, 120 nine-year-old learners come together to work with a team of four teachers. I asked Nikki to explain to listeners what the Modern Maths project actually is. Um, So Modern Maths is the learning and teaching of mathematics based in modern pedagogy. So when when I talk about modern pedagogy, what I mean is um, we have redesigned the teaching and learning of maths um, with a group of students and teachers based in kind of three parts. So student agency is one of the biggest fundamentals of modern maths. Um, A modern learning environment is another part and then we use a modern pedagogical approach. So in terms of student agency, When we teach and learn maths, we believe that students need to own the learning and the assessment. So students are actually assessing themselves, looking at the progressions, highlighting where we need to be. And I'm talking 8 to 10 year olds. Um, And what they have within this mathematics program is a lot of voice and choice. So that's kind of the student agency side. But in terms of the modern learning environment, the actual environment is different to traditional classrooms. It's not single-cell teaching. We have a block where um, it's a more open plan space with different learning settings and breakout spaces. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, one area is called the green room, which is a quiet room where children can go and do their mathematics if they want a quiet space. Uh, We have the collaborative space, which is quite a big, it's probably the size of two traditional classrooms where the furniture and um, technologies are set up so that kids can collaborate and work together. And then we have breakout spaces, one's called the orange room, which is quite a big room um, filled with materials and that's where kids go to do their knowledge building in mathematics. And then we have um, glass spaces where teachers are actually explicitly teaching, even though we have a teacher walking around the um, blue and green room supporting kids with their independent maths. So the the environment looks very different. Um, Also, it's got five teachers and say 140 learners within the space. It's not your one teacher to 30 kids kind of mentality. Um, So that's in terms of how the the learning environment's different. And also peer learning is a big part of it. So kids are sitting down with students that might not be of the same ability, might even be just their best friend, and they're sitting down doing their work together because the students choose where they're working and who they're working with. Um, And then the third one that I talked about is our pedagogical approach is different, so it is based in problem solving. Um, We we teach and explain to the students that as a mathematician you need to build knowledge, specific sets of knowledge as a mathematician, you need to problem solve real mathematical life problems, and you need to be able to do those two things independently. So um, that's what happens during modern maths, those three things. Fantastic. And how did you come up with the idea for this approach? So... One of the catalysts for it was that we were getting a um, what we call a MLE, a modern learning environment, or an ILE, an innovative learning environment. So this building um, was a $3 million build, and when we were designing it, we decided to do a year-long teacher inquiry while our action research into um, modern learning practice and what it should look like in this environment, and we started with maths. Mathematics is one of those um, you know, quite black-and-white content parts of the curriculum that you can 
have good knowledge as a teacher of. So we decided to look at the structures and processes around it and what it could look like in this new environment. And so over a year, um, a group of nine teachers and myself um, did the research into what it could look like. We visited other schools that were doing it. We looked at Melbourne and Victoria, which is doing a lot of work in this area. Um, and then we started to look at current research with Hattie and everyone about what learning needs to happen for these kids. So we're quite a future-focused um, curriculum developer. And so, um, yeah, we just immersed ourselves and looked at opinions and different learning settings, and that's how we came up with the prototype called Modern Math. Yeah. And since you started this project, what data have you been collecting along the way? So obviously bottom line is student achievement. So we've been tracking student achievement and getting the data. So um, when we started this probably three years ago, I started collecting data. Um, students were still learning in the traditional math setting. One teacher, 30 kids in their own classrooms. Um, and so I started getting data mid-year, end of year, and so we've continued that, so we're getting student achievement data. Um, what we're also getting um, data on is teacher workload, so the idea of five teachers collaborating within this mathematics program, and it's actually nine teachers because it's two different groups doing it at the same time. We've been monitoring um, teacher workload to see how that changes, which has been exciting, obviously, for teachers because it is a very busy job. Uh, student engagement is another thing we've been collecting and I've been collecting student voice and student dispositions around mathematics. And how are you actually measuring the progress um, that's being made? So obviously again tracking the student achievement we're seeing what's happening um, in terms of progress with our levels within the curriculum and you know at or below national standard. We also um, get the teachers to track progress of each group they're, they're teaching, so using um, collaborative Google Docs and things like that, we're actually tracking each child we teach within a workshop that they sign up, up for each day. And then the students, this is probably the most important thing because the whole thing is based in student agency, the students track their progress. So they're the ones that are um, marking their formative and summative assessments. They're the ones that are highlighting their progressions and talking about where they sit in the curriculum. Um, and then obviously my six monthly formal tracking, I'm up to the third set with the first group of students that um, started doing modern maths. So we're about to analyse the third set of formal um, data that we have about, about these students. What were some of the challenges that you encountered along the way as you were implementing the modern maths project? Um, biggest challenge, and this is what I speak out about in my ed talks, is um, communication with parents. Um, obviously, it's a very different system and structure from the way that they were taught. And because this current school, and a lot of schools I work with, um, have quite involved parents, if they, if they don't understand the change or why you're doing it, they can be an obstacle and they can get quite passionate about it. And it can impact on the kids and when they're coming to school if their parents are um, you know, viewing it quite negatively. So I, I think you need to get quite strategic about it, and we did. We definitely did a lot of comms um, work with our parents and community. So that was one of the obstacles. Um, number two is teachers teachers' worries and fears, and I think, again, you need to be quite strategic in leadership if you're going through quite a significant change management process in terms of pedagogy. You need to be talking about what they're worried about, and um, that was part of our year-long inquiry into what what could it look like, what could this modern learning practice look like in a new environment. Um, and actually getting the teachers to say, you know, I am actually scared about this, how am I going to track, you know, students and how are we going to share the information, you know, it turns into an opportunity. Um, other challenges, 
Um, tracking, tracking. So we've got our tracking sorted now, but we are a year and a half into the program. Um, at the beginning, because you have 120 students that you might see, and you're not always with your own class group, which is the way it's organised, how do you know your students as a mathematician, and how are we making sure children don't go under the radar? But that's something that over the last year and a half we've developed, but definitely was a challenge at the beginning. Yeah, fantastic. And just finally, Nikki, if you would offer one piece of advice to other educators who are looking to conduct action research in their school, what would it be? Definitely student voice. Um, I think sometimes we gloss over this as teachers and educators. We, we do think we know um, about our learners and we make a lot of assumptions and during last, the last five years that I've been doing action research, if you actually stop and really investigate what the students are saying, thinking, feeling, their knowledge, then your action research is going to have such a big impact. Um, for example, it wasn't until we really sat down and looked at the dispositions of the kids in terms of how they were feeling about math mathematics that we started to gauge their level of ability to take risk. We all know that you need to take risks as a mathematician and it's not until you start to ask kids to rate themselves in terms of contributing ideas or how comfortable do you feel asking a, a teacher a question or how comfortable do you feel telling your peer that they've got it wrong and you start to really break down what does it mean to take a risk in mathematics that if you don't know your students and you don't apply teaching strategies to make an impact on those actual kids that you're doing the research for then your impact's not going to be that great and so yeah um, student voice and really exploring um, the learner or the the focus of your your research. Nikki Ehrlich thank you very much for joining Teacher Magazine. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine. To download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. To find out more about the research discussed in this podcast and to access the latest articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com dot com dot au